Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder Ruth. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 47. But Ruth replied, Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? the women asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. Ruth 1, 16-22 I've read these verses so many times over the years, but I don't think the weight of what's happening here has ever really sunk in for me. Yes, Ruth's words are filled with loyalty and commitment, but as I've studied the situation more closely, I find her words are even more amazing than I thought. Ruth, in this patriarchal culture, has most likely never had an opportunity to really make a decision of this magnitude, one that has life-altering consequences. I mean, she wouldn't have had a choice in who her husband was, where her home would be, or what kind of lifestyle she would live. Even in her husband's death, she had no choice but to stay with Naomi. When she is finally freed from any obligation to stay and actually told by Naomi to go home, Ruth says no. She actually disobeys Naomi, and using her own voice, she states the words that are so often quoted for their undertone of love and faithfulness. Yes, I'm sure you can feel like I can, the deep love that she has for her mother-in-law, a love that's actually called hesed, which we'll talk about more in future episodes. Yet this love comes from somewhere, right? I mean, it gives me the impression that Ruth and Naomi shared faith conversations, had shared stories of the village in Bethlehem and the people there. They had a bond that Ruth was not willing to break. One commentary spoke of this moment on the road in a different way. They said to think of it like like the moment when Moses saw the burning bush or Saul was on the road to Damascus. 
that moment that changed their lives and turned them in a completely new direction. This is Ruth's moment. She doesn't see a bush on fire or Jesus in blinding light. She's only had the life of her husband and mother-in-law to go by, and she chooses God. She chooses a new life and a new home, and she does this to the point of making a life-or-death oath. This is a big deal. For Ruth to claim Naomi's people meant she was renouncing her own. For her to say, I'll live where you live, was to acknowledge that she was willing to live a life of an outcast in a foreign land. For her to say, I'll be buried where you are, showed Ruth's understanding that she'd never actually return to Moab. And in those days, religious beliefs and nationality were interchangeable. Where you lived determined your belief system. So when Ruth claims Naomi's God as her own, one that at the moment Naomi is pretty angry with, she shows that she is completely willing to change her faith culture. She's making a spiritual commitment and a life commitment. Down deep in Ruth is such determination and fortitude, and she's going to need this in her future. It's quite a walk from Moab to Bethlehem, and from what I've read, it's mostly uphill. And although I have a feeling it was quiet for quite a while on their travel, I wonder what Ruth and Naomi spoke about as they traveled. Was Ruth full of questions about the people she would meet and the land she would call her own and the faith that she was claiming? Was Naomi in wonder that Ruth would even go with her and be so committed to her? This section of verses brings questions like, Would I follow someone I love into such an unknown? Or am I committed to those I love at such a level? But I think the question that we should really take away here is this. Do we live in such a way that someone would say, I want your God to be my God? What a statement. The two women continue on to Bethlehem and they reach the village. Everyone is excited to see them coming. And I'm sure Bethlehem didn't see very many visitors in those days. And as they saw Naomi coming, they would have had so many questions from the years that they've missed her. Yet they ask, is it really you? Is it really Naomi? The words of these women speak volumes. They don't quite recognize her. Was she so very different? I'm sure grief and time affected her appearance. I'm sure she had a few more wrinkles. Maybe she was hunched over from long days of travel or stooped under the weight of the life she had been living. I wonder if her face showed the bitterness she was feeling. Naomi's honesty is raw when she tells them to call her Mara, which means bitter. Remember the value of names and the way that they reflected life in that time? This name change shows us that Naomi had taken on a new identity, bitterness. 
Even though Ruth is with her, she says she has returned empty, meaning without the men in her life. And she says that God has dealt harshly with her. What do the women do with that? We aren't told of their responses, but I'm sure you've been in a situation like that where the answer to a simple question received a surprising answer. There was probably an awkward pause as the women decided how to respond. And I have a feeling that she was probably wrapped in compassionate arms as Ruth quietly watched from the edge of the group. Oh, bitterness. Bitterness can often be rooted in resentment coming from disappointment or unmet expectations. It can spring from wounds created by hurtful words or actions and is almost always accompanied by unforgiveness. It can grow very quickly and take over our minds. In fact, its roots go deep into our hearts and it can reach out into our bodies. Bitterness not only affects our emotion, it affects us physically. Sleeplessness, high blood pressure, loss of appetite, exhaustion, anxiety, insecurity, outburst of anger. It can detour us from enjoying life and it can alienate us from others. And this is Naomi. And this brings another question to ponder. Are you dealing with bitterness? Have you let it start to grow within you? Is there something you need to forgive before its roots grow any further? Forgiveness is hard, but it's possible with the help of the Lord. In fact, many times it's only possible because of the Lord. As chapter one ends, Naomi is home among her people, accompanied by a young Moabite woman, her daughter-in-law, Ruth. The final words of the chapter give us a little detail, which is interesting. It's early spring, most likely mid-April. It's a season of new growth and hope. The barley season is just beginning, which means food. When Naomi left, it had been a famine, and now, in her return, it is a harvest season. Change is coming. Amen.